passive consumption is what I want to talk a bit about. Uh, it means you are at the will of a machine and it's telling you what to do. I've watched this documentary the other day on Netflix called Social Dilemma. Welcome to Unfiltered Creativity. I'm Shri. I am Monima. And we are both on a journey to live a more creative life. We are so excited and grateful to have you all along this ride. This is an open space to have dialogues about productivity, mindfulness, art, music, personal growth, entrepreneurship, and many, many more. All right. So today we have a very important and interesting topic. Social media. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We all know what social media is by definition i'm sure basically sharing your ideas thoughts photos memories and information through building networks and communities right the average daily usage of social media by a person is 145 minutes wow that's a lot that that does sound about right though so well we'll be discussing about uh, social media in today's episode how to find authenticity uh, what is its impact on us, both for consumers and also creators like us, and how to effectively channel the creativity on a platform? Oh, there's a lot going on here in this episode. There is a lot to talk about, and I'm excited to learn from you, actually, because you have a lot more experience with social media than I do. So, Sriniti, let's start with you. Okay. I, <laughs> I've seen that you've started being on social media or started your Instagram page, Shri's Arts, recently. And you're doing pretty well. Do you want to share uh, about how it changed anything for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I've actually had my Shri's Arts page for a couple of years, but it was really a personal place for me to kind of dump whatever creative project I was working on at the time. Hmm. Um, But over the past year, I've really, you know, I have really grown my audience and uh, it's been a complete game changer for me, I think. Through social media, I've been able to meet so many like-minded people. I mean, you, other creators, people who have really inspired me in a big way. Um, I've been connected with clients and now I sell worldwide. And it's just been a very crazy transformation. And I do owe a lot of that to social media and just the ability that I have as a small business sitting out of my condo in Mississauga Mm -hmm. to just increase my reach to so many different people. And... I think there is a lot of power in having social media as an entrepreneur in in this day and age. And for me, it's been really, really, you know, transformational. I agree with each and every point you've said. I think social media has taken the world by storm. Initially, social media was just to connect with friends and family who were away. I remember (laughs) the first social media um website i was on uh it's orkut did you use orkut i i've heard of it as an indian thing <laughs> okay but no i did not use orkut i think my first was myspace myspace i haven't heard about oh, it oh no okay uh so i had like this designated time for myself to be on facebook or orkut and it was just 20 minutes in the evening and it was on on my desktop we i did not have a smartphone back then and there were no apps as such But now these apps have come and they have disrupted my life in a positive way, mostly. One thing I really appreciate about your social media is you seem to be very authentic and it really comes across in your content. I think it's very clear who you are and how you are as a person. And I actually met you first without really looking at your social media and I saw your social media after and that connection was very fluid. You know, you are who you are 
everywhere you go. And I think that's not a thing you often see on social media. So how do you maintain that authenticity? I think it's really tricky to maintain someone's social media presence real while positively representing your image or brand in an interesting and engaging way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think being honest and candid always worked for me. I used to post a lot of uh, savage and sarcastic content, especially on my stories with my sister and mom. You also do. <laughs> I do that as well. Yeah, because I feel like my sister's my biggest critic and I always yeah. share her content as savage sneha, you know, and people do like that kind of content. It's true. I think people are looking for that relatability. Exactly. You know, my DMs are flooded more when I post a story with my mom than the usual. (laughs) Love using my own voice regarding the topics I'm very passionate about. Like I call out um, stuff which is misogynistic usually or Mm -hmm. um, which is going against body positivity or feminism. Uh, I advocate a lot about mental health and its importance. And I guess using your own voice for serious topics like these is extremely crucial. Your audience should know what your values are. And I think, I, I, I mean, influencers and creators like you definitely include that as a part of their brand. Mm. And I think it's, you know, you go to certain places for that type of content, right? For yeah. me, it's, it's a little bit more challenging for me to find a place to do that because... I'm focused so much on building my Instagram as a business yeah. outlet. It shows them that you care in a way. Yes. And I think that's that's really empowering. I posted uh, a picture with my therapist on my social media and my DM was flooded. So you never know who you're motivating. You don't know how you're making difference to them. So I think it is a platform to bring a positive change. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? How you find authenticity on your social media? Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting conundrum. I'm still learning about social media and growing it from mm. something that's very personal and family to something that's a lot bigger and the kind of focus of my social media is my creative business, my art business. Um, But one thing that I'm realizing, you know, as I do research into social media and figure out what's working is that it is so important for individuals and businesses who are looking for a reach to be on social media. And people like to, you know, engage with and shop from brands where they recognize the owner. They know the backstory. They know the work that goes into the paintings that were created. They want to know what music were you listening to when you created it? How did you package it? Like all of those things almost create an experience for the customer buying that product, which is replacing, I think, in some ways, the store experience. So I am trying to be authentic in a sense of, you know, the challenges of productivity. I think one of my outlets, I think, for finding that authentic voice is through this podcast where Mm. we can talk about Mm. some of these topics that are important to us. Um, And I'm also trying to be authentic about how slow the art process is. One of the challenges that I have as an authentic creator is it's so easy to get caught up in that algorithm of, you know, wanting Mm. to have to, oh, I have to post every day, I have to post every day. Yeah. And I think allowing myself to say, it's okay, I can take a step back or I'm on vacation, let me just schedule some posts and not worry about it. Mm. And, you know, things like that are are helping me a little bit. But it is hard. It's very hard for me to stay on the track. And it's a art is a slow process. Social media runs a mile a minute. 
Yeah. And I think that's definitely a challenge I'm, I'm kind of working through right now. And the validation is intoxicating. Oh, I mean, yes. Oh. I don't, I'm sure you've experienced this and I'm experiencing this with my very small audience, but I'm getting DMs from strangers okay. who are validating my art or validating yeah. my posts or my stories or my content or funny things I post about my family. Mm. And that is really intoxicating and it's easy to want to almost fall into that mm. trap Oh, like if I post this, I'm going to get more validation. Mm. And it does take a lot. It takes me a lot of mindfulness to be like, no, keep posting about who you are Mm. and let the validation come. If it comes, if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. So let it be natural. Let it be natural. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, have you found that you've gotten into like a validation loop? Yeah. Where you're posting, you know, like, has that ever impacted you in any way? I'm sure I did experience this and I have fallen prey for this loop. So what I do now is whenever I post, leave my phone and go to sleep. I usually post during the night time, just post and forget about it. I mean, I was that kind of a person who kept, um, you know, checking for comments and deleting the negative comments when I see one on YouTube or on my Instagram. But now I just don't care. I I reply uh, saying yes. So what? Not take personally, not let it affect you and show them that, dude, you're not affecting me. Your comment is not affecting me. Please get away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, I haven't experienced that yet. I'm very, very new and I can't imagine how difficult that must be, right? Because I think a big part of being authentic, whether it's on social media and in life, is kind of coming from a place of knowing who you are Mm. and negative comments can really shake that sense when you feel confident in who you are yeah and you don't get the validation it's, it's mm. very challenging and we're talking about strangers if you think about it people yeah. behind a computer screen who cares who cares yeah <laughs> so Manima, you mentioned earlier that mm. you were able to post something on social media and then keep your phone away and forget about it. I yeah. am impressed. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. Mm. But have you had any experiences with overconsumption? Because I do continuously fight to mm. not have overconsumption. Mm. And I was wondering what your experience was. I, at one point, I had 10 hours of screen time every day uh, on my phone. And majority of the pie chart um, the consumption chart was social media. Wow. That to Instagram. So it killed my time. It killed my um, productivity, of course, and made me a passive consumer. Um, or uh, you can also call addict. Yeah, you can call me an addict. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny with social media because it's so easy to justify, right? Like, yeah. I do this with myself I'm mm. like no, no no I need to be on social media it's my business oh my god and yes I'm like but do I really need to be scrolling for an hour on TikTok for my business no, no. I don't yeah <laughs> exactly so that constant meaningless and endless scrolling mm-hmm. I I had suffered with that and at one point I had to brutally control myself in the name of uh, social media detox <laughs> Passive consumption is what I want to talk a bit about. Uh, It means you are at the will of a machine and it's telling you what to do. I've watched this documentary the other day on Netflix called Social Dilemma. The algorithm basically designs a format for you and that 
is basically making you stay on social media so it was an eye opener for me um learn about that yeah yeah, yeah. and i read, and i read this article that even in silicon valley where mm. all of these things are being created the hub yes they are not allowing social media in schools and they're not allowing wifi in schools and oh. it's almost like a, they know it's addicting mm. and they're protecting their kids awesome and okay. we are not doing that you know <laughs> because we have fallen prey almost to yeah. what they have created for us which is really quite yeah. addicting yeah yeah a few ways i've cultivated for myself to keep this under control mm-hmm. uh, number one is turning off the instagram notifications or any notifications for that matter no notifications are popping on my phone i am going to do that right after we record <laughs> this podcast i'm going to turn it off that's a really really good hack yeah and i also unfollowed a lot of accounts on social media that do not add value to me yeah this has definitely helped me as well i think one thing that has really changed the social media game for me is to be very mindful of exactly what i'm consuming mm. and to consume content that will actually kind of enhance my life right mm. so for example if i want to be a better eater a healthier eater i try to follow plant based healthy channels you know yeah. with colorful plates and it's basically like i am going to be consuming on social media that mm. will be a part of my day and i might reduce the amount of time i spend on there but like you said like if i can find quality content that actually does inspire me mm. that's a that's a great way for me to scroll because yeah. i am learning things from it on tiktok especially um another very addictive place to scroll i know you don't have it i don't and have it i don't like posting on tiktok but i love consuming content on tiktok okay but there's a lot of really great you know hacks for small businesses especially canadian small businesses okay. so i've learned a lot through tiktok because mm-hmm. i'm very mindful about the type of content that i am allowing myself to consume mm. so i only follow content on tiktok and there i don't have the you know obligation of friends and family and colleagues so i'm exclusively following content where i will learn and mm. that helps me a bit too cuz it's really managing that creation versus consumption, consumption. and if i'm consuming 2 hours i try to create for 2 hours as well yeah. and i want to use that consumption at least knowing that i'm doing it mm. in a way that will inspire me to be a better creator, creator. right mm. whether whether that creation is as simple as cooking meals which is a really great creative outlet yeah um which i don't do but <laughs> i like to inspire myself you know <laughs> yeah you don't have to do it every day like once a week or twice a week if you want to cook yeah, that's my, that's fine my my husband cooks so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay. i actually don't have to cook that was probably not the best example but i'm trying to find a relatable example but mm. you know for me it's productivity small business hacks how to navigate things like shipping how to create systems like all of these things are super important to me and i do follow content creators that yeah. promote that type of content so yeah Awesome. Also, I do make it a note that make it a point that I do not waste my active or my peak time <laughs> of my day on Instagram. Whenever I'm in a relaxed mode or when my mind is tired, that's when I take my phone and actually reply to the comments. You don't see me actively doing it during the peak hours of my day as a task. 
So yeah, that's yeah. a that's a great productivity hack as well. I think if you can identify if you're most productive between three to five, maybe that's a good idea to turn off. Yeah, you know, put your phone away. Yeah, that's a really great hack. And I really like the the thing you mentioned about engagement, right? Because mm. one of the benefits that I've had from social media as a as a very micro creator mm. is to have been able to connect to many different creators. Um, both on the artistic side, on the non-artistic side, you know, yourself. Mm. And those are things that I did on social media that were actually really beneficial to my business, to Mm. my life. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of productive ways to be on social media. Mm. It's important to be mindful of what those productive ways are because posting, sharing, in you know, interacting with your clients and your audience, those are really productive yeah. things to be doing for your business. You should be spending the time doing that. So one last question, Manima, about this mindless scrolling before yeah. you know, we move to the next topic. But as you know, we are both entrepreneurs in our own in our own right, mm. um, is there a benefit to mindless scrolling? Like do you think there's anything you've gained through that scrolling process? Uh, to be frank, from a business point of view, I haven't gained anything. Yeah. But from a trend, social media trend point of view, to attract a audience or to improve the traction for your account and make this trendy reels for your business, maybe yeah, it did help me a bit. Yeah. Because um, sometimes I consciously do uh, go through all the reels that are appearing on my feed just to know what is going on. Yeah, I've actually, I actually have had a benefit from. From scrolling right I think mm. basically taking the mindless scrolling and scrolling with a little bit of intent helps right because yes. it's very easy to mindlessly scroll but if I'm actually scrolling thinking okay I want to use the sound I want to use this trend I yeah. love what this artist is doing I love what this creator is doing like those are really important things if yeah. you know you want to grow your business but I really like the tip to follow the Instagram creators account so yeah <laughs> I'm going to be doing that yeah and it's it is very, um, you know, the other thing I think, the validation I said was addicting. I think mm. the other thing that can be quite addicting is the analytics. And Anal- Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You're a statistician. Oh, yeah. By the way. <laughs> I am a statistician and it's very interesting to me to understand actually mm. the mm. data behind these trends, how certain things do better than other things, what time of day is interesting yeah. for me. And all of this is just data. Wow. Um, so yeah, I do find that interesting. Have you have you had that experience? Or of am course. I the ex- exclusive no, no. nerd over here? <laughs> no, no. I, Instagram has made it easy. Um, it, it's pretty clear uh, what and where your account is going, what your audience are, what your demographics are. What is your favorite part of Instagram analytics? So my favorite part of the analytics, honestly, is to just get to know a little bit about who my audience is. Yeah. And I find that fascinating because... A year ago, my audience was, you know, 200 of my friends and family. It was really, really, really small and I knew who everybody was. And Mm. as it's growing, it's interesting to see, you know, I have a lot of audience in California and in Texas and I've been doing a lot more shipments there. And it's just interesting for me to know. I mean, I haven't really gotten into the advertising side yet, Mm. but understanding the demographics, I think that kind of is exciting to me. Yeah. How about you? I think I love how they provide uh, analytics for each and every post. Mm, So you know which kind of post uh, is doing well, what kind of topic is doing well. So looking at, you know, the posts that do really well and the posts that do less well, do you ever feel a pressure to create specific types of content or to post at certain intervals? 
That's a really great question. So when it comes to content aspect, uh, I think I do what inspire me and I don't fall for that loop again that, oh my God, today's a new day. I have to <laughs> create a post, do yeah. something and uh, uh, keep my account going. That's a lot of pressure actually. So I've made peace with it now, I think. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely something I'm I'm kind of navigating right now. I think one of the challenges as a visual artist is mm. that art takes time. I can't whip up a new painting every week. I can't have, you know, something going on every Tuesdays. Like those things are very difficult for me to do. Mm. So I am kind of being authentic because I don't have a choice about what's going on that day or that week in my creative life. And I'm kind of reposting old content and things like that. Mm. But it is... a you know, reading about the algorithms, looking at the data, those are things that definitely hmm. get me a little bit like, okay, I have to post at least four times this week. I have to yeah. post a story at least every day. I need to keep people engaged, yeah. you know, and, and that does, I, I don't want to say it scares me, but it's something I'm working through to not feel that pressure. And, I'm, hmm. and, I, and I have been successful in not feeling pressure to create art. Yes. Mm. Um, and you know, there's a story I was I was thinking I would share with you. There's a creator I follow, a, an art artist. Okay. And she started this thing where every Monday she would post a Monday inspiration artwork. Okay. And she was doing digital art, and she would post a new digital art every Monday with an inspirational quote. Mm. And she did hundreds of these. Okay. And she ended up taking a break from social media, and she came back, and she was like, "The last hundred of these I did, I didn't want to do." I was just doing it because I felt like my audience expected an, you know, an, uh, oh. an inspiration Monday. So yeah. I'm trying to stay away from doing that to myself, like yeah. tying my creation to my social media. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I am finding it hard. And like, I would love to know how you're able to make that peace and separation. Like, do you actually find that it impacts your engagement or is your audience still there for you? It certainly impacts my engagement, but my audience are still there because I'm constantly in touch with them through my stories. So I keep vlogging where what I'm doing, where I'm going. And that kind of reminds my audience that I'm still there, mm -hmm. but I'm just not posting. I'm happy with what I'm doing and I'll do only if I'm inspired to do. That's it. That's really, really important. And I think it's very easy for anything you do, even if you love it, mm. to make it work. Yeah. Like, like work as in, as in it's actual like extra work that you have to do. It feels like a job, yes. you know, that, that shift, it's always there. Like, I'll give you an example, right? I, I run this art business. I adore it. It's my yeah. dream to be a full-time artist and it's yeah. actually feeling like it could be a reality, mm -hmm. but there are some things that I have to do as a part of my business mm -hmm. that maybe I don't love. Mm -hmm. Similarly in my full-time job, there's aspects of my full-time job that I love, you mm -hmm. know, the stability, there's, there's so many great things yeah. about working for a large organization, but also there's things that I don't love. So I think it's very easy, you know, to lose that balance when you are doing something you are passionate about as a career mm. to have things you don't love about it mm. and it's really managing those right minimizing mm. those in a sense like mm. even my mom she's a dance teacher as a career she loves to dance always has been dancing but there are some very challenging aspects of her job maybe she has a challenging parent or mm. a you know distracted student or she has to manage her website which yeah. she does not like to do so there are things that make something you love feel like work and when you are saying that about your, you know, following those Instagram trends, 
it takes a lot of effort to you know learn a dance move and record a video and post it and yeah, yeah. if you're not inspired it really could feel exhausting yeah it is so basically we are not uh, working every day for it that's the key i guess yeah no that's great and i think we talked about this a little bit in you know episode 2 if you haven't heard episode 2 definitely check it out yeah um but we talked about that in our productivity episode right when yeah. you batch tasks that are like each other mm. it takes a lot of that work out of it actually mm. because you're already in the mindset you might as well get all of it done at the same time yeah. and then switch to another task and batch that together yeah. so the more i think we can do this with social media the the less it feels like a job yeah. and the more we can actually enjoy the benefits and i think overall you know we've talked about some positives and some negatives i think overall we can both agree that mm-hmm. social media has been a complete game changer yeah. i mean i feel really grateful to be starting my business and growing my business in a time where there is a thing like social media mm. where i have the opportunity to connect with people all over the world mm. and you know it didn't exist as early as 20 years ago 15 years ago so it's pretty amazing and yeah. it's a journey i'm excited to be on i think we've had a great wonderful discussion about social media and since we are talking about social media why don't you all follow us on our respective social media channels shrinithi at shri's arts and monima at it's monima and while you're following us don't forget to follow us on all of the different channels where we have our podcast hosted we are on spotify we are on google podcast we are on apple podcast everywhere where you listen to a podcast and we are also on youtube yeah so definitely follow subscribe interact with us on youtube we would absolutely love to hear from you see you in the next episode see you in the next episode bye